The Chattanooga Drive-In Show. Happy Monday to everyone. Hope you had a good weekend. It was mostly a washout after that last end-of-the-week bizarre windstorm that swept through the Midwest, killed five people. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, five people were, well, that was that was the last, a long time ago count. I'm not sure exactly what it had been. I mean, they, they weren't ready for that. Matter of fact, there's an editorial cartoon somewhere in one of these papers stuck in here. I'll see it when the show's over, I'm sure. And it's a guy... He's got a barn. He's just an old hayseed hick talking to his old hayseed hick wife. And global climate change is a hoax. This big, huge, tattered banner that he's got on the side of his barn. He goes, I picked it up in the puddle down there where the 100-mile-an-hour winds threw it after the big thunderstorm. And luckily, it was it was saved because there wasn't too much water because of all of the wildfires <laughs> that were drenched by the thunderstorm. And, you know, just yeah. basically just, yeah. And people living in denial because they're told they should. We'll be talking about that. A little bit of mind control. Uh, willing mind control. People are willing to be led down the road to any kinds of misinformation. Let's start off, though, on a, on a happy note. First of all, just a big shout-out to everybody. Thank you very much for tuning in to the Chattanooga Drive-In Show today. Uh, Monday through Friday, we record this podcast for you. And it is meant to... Uh, encapsulate and condense your average traditional radio morning drive-in show or TV morning show. And this morning was a perfect example. And I, I have an eyewitness, my wife. I sat there for 10 minutes at one point with my pen in my hand, just like this. Mm-hmm. Just I'm, 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 I'm William Faulkner and I have a, an open page in front of me and I'm gonna start taking notes on news stories and headlines. 10 minutes went by, I saw two weather forecasts, two fluffy stories about the good things the station was doing around Christmas time, mm-hmm. three commercial breaks, and I got up and I went and took a shower. Yeah, that's that's pretty I much it. I came news. back down, sat back down again. This time, it's toward the top of the hour, so they ought to be doing some kind of wrap-up. I went through the entire watching of the local morning show mm-hmm. and did not go. I got not one story. No, it's repetitive. Not one story. So that's why we're here to try to give you guys the information. They're dead days. Today isn't the most lively news day I've ever seen, but there was certainly plenty of stuff to talk about. And watching the hosts cook their favorite thing at home Stop with their it. I like you know, segment. wife or <laughs> husband. It's, I know, they, but they've all got one. Oh, they've, they've I only all know got of the one. one. And that's just not interesting to me. Is that interesting to you? Sometimes. It is. You want to watch other people cook something. I find, You're taking notes. Look, I find him amusing in the morning. I think he has good chemistry with the, the co-host. And he definitely had good chemistry with the weatherman when he was in the morning. Well, I know who you're talking about. You just have, I, we I'm all just know saying, who I'm talking every, about. Every but, single but one of them do it's, it. It's, I don't know you who know, you're talking about. I'm talking about John Martin. Yeah. On oh. Channel 3. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've only he does it, He does this thing with his girlfriend. Who, Is it, I thought it was his wife. Who, um, you know, they do this cooking segment. Well, but and Barry and his wife good. do the Yeah, that, I was going to say, and I, you know I love Barry, but I, I'm just as bored as watching them cook <laughs> as I am anybody else cook. I've not seen that. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not excited about watching any regular person cook. Why? Because I don't care about it. I don't care about cooking. I mean, give me some news. I didn't tune in to watch you cook. 
I don't care about your sausage balls. <laughs> you know, I mean, when you do your your thirty minute you know story on matzo soup, maybe I'll tune in to figure uh, out I what makes it so special. I don't tell anyone my recipe. Well, Sorry. that's just great. That's secret. All right, so we're <laughs> live here in the Lodge Cast Iron Studio. Uh, MIA Russell again, and no guest in his place today. So an empty chair, the breeze blowing through it over yes, here. Yes, it's nice that we, we leave that open. We ought to, ought to leave, get the microphone mm-hmm. set up here like the lone, the missing man That's flying right. formation that the, the, the Blue Angels we do. We need cutouts of all three of us so that yes, we can we put do. them in there. And then draw a little, you know, uh, dirty Sanchez ma- uh, mustaches and stuff <laughs> like that on there. Uh, well, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, the number here, if you would like to communicate, we were just talking about that before the show, 301-9229, 301-9229. You can either text or call. And uh, when we have enough good calls uh, to play back and actually it be entertaining for you, not just a cooking segment on the radio, uh, we'll actually play those back from time to time. Or if somebody is just truly, truly irate over something that got said. A lot of things got said on yesterday's show, or Friday's show, I should say. A lot of things got said that I thought would fire people up. Oh, well, and, yeah. And I often get messages on my old phone. It's fun. I still get texts on my old phone. I just can't text back. And so people are still texting my old phone. So I keep my old phone around just to pick it up, look at it, and laugh at people every once in a while. <laughs> you don't know where I am anymore. <laughs> you can't get me anymore. Uh, I wanted to go ahead and say this, too, also, before I get into a little personal thing. Uh, we just like we did on Black Friday. I want to start collecting Christmas songs for WMEJ, yes, the world's okay. most excellent jukebox. I will jump on that. Anything that we've already played, we have a song set to go today that should not be flagged by the powers that be at social media. It's a very, very special uh, concert inside a church. You actually hear the choir singing at the beginning. You hear the pastor of the church or the priest. I think it's Episcopal. Uh, speak and then Greg Lake steps up with Ian Anderson on flute and they do a in church version all dressed up and everything of I believe in Father Christmas that'll be the last song that we play today and I have a feeling that one will sneak past the censors but we need your suggestions as well and you get those to Jen and make those suggestions we we had a list for Black Friday that was ridiculous yeah we did and we need the same thing for, for Christmas songs. Good alternative Christmas songs, be they old or brand new. Just the stuff that doesn't get overplayed. No barking dogs. No barking <laughs> dogs. No grandma got run over by a reindeer, please. Thank you very much. Um, before we go any further, let me just say this before we get to the upfront wrap-up. The first segment of the show, we have several segments that we break the show down into to keep it fast and moving and recognizable and try to cover all the bases and, and give sponsors an opportunity to step in and, and tell their story to get their message out. Um, I sat down and this, this every once in a while, we all do this. We watch a movie that everybody else on the planet has seen, right? Yes. And we talk about it usually around here. We talk about pop culture quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sat down, and I, I remember the day we tried to watch. And this was back when sitting down, and I mean, there were only one or two premium channels, right? And, you know, you sat down, and you, you had the timing, just like you were really watching old-time TV. You had the time set. You got your popcorn you know, ready. And we decided we were going to watch Inglorious Bastards. That's a good one. Well, the first the first two scenes in the movie, 
the very beginning where the guy basically just annihilates the entire family after interrogating them and followed by the screaming man who is being scalped that's where we stopped watching oh really yeah the first scalping was it i Mm -hmm. mean uh, rebecca said that's i do not want to see this i mean she'd already been i mean that first scene is riveting extremely hard Tarantino ruins great movies with, with unwatchable ex- parts excessive violence that are seriously unwatchable. I'll never watch Reservoir Dogs again and it's I, an amazing I, ne- movie ne- ne- never never can will not will I'll not never put refuse it on. to and, and, and the same thing the torture scene in that movie ruined the movie because I can't stop thinking about it even though if I turn it off and don't yeah, watch it yeah. I know it's coming it ruined the movie it ruined the song uh, every I, time I hear the song I can, I can, stuck in uh, Steeler's yeah, Wheel yeah yeah I can say the same thing about a couple of others. I mean, David Lynch in 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 Blue Velvet, his mm-hmm. classic. You know, there's there's another scene in there that's just overly violent. It just messes me up. Well, I got in after those scenes were over, and I joined them in the party scene, where basically it was some of the best acting I've ever seen in my life, and it was so stressful. It was so stressful watching this extremely smart SS officer, played by Christoph Waltz, of course, as, as, as it would be, you know, basically peel apart these American infiltrators who were disguised as Germans just little bit by little bit. Finally, the dude gave it up. It's the guy that plays Magneto, uh, the young Magneto, and uh, Fassbender, Michael Fassbender. He, he's playing the German, the American disguised as German or English, and he says, three beers. And he holds his fingers up like this, and that's when the guy knows he's not German because the German would do it like this, his huh. thumb and two fingers, and mm-hmm. that's true. So his, his eye for detail is also excellent. But, I mean, I watched the rest of the movie and absolutely loved it, loved every single scene. There were some more scalpings, but they didn't focus on them. And at that point, I felt like the people deserved him. I don't know who that first <laughs> guy who was getting scalped. I don't know what he did. Pulp Fiction didn't quite get to that level, but it got close. We went it on got a, close. We went on a blind date. Me and my first wife went on a, on a date with another couple that we didn't know that we had just met that we thought was interesting. And we decided to go out to see a movie and went to see Pulp Fiction. And it was over, and we just looked at each other, and the dude looked at me, and he goes, I think I hated it. Oh, I loved it. I loved <laughs> but it. But I'm not Especially, sure. Especially, <laughs> yeah, that's what, 1994 or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I just want to say, I, it's not a Christmas movie, but I really enjoyed watching it. I finally got to it. Because usually when I said I've not seen that, people go, what? What? I haven't seen it, and I want to, because I, I, I don't watch the big screen yeah, hardly ever, but I love Tarantino. Re- Reservoir Dogs was overboard, and I mean, the whole time. That and, stuff doesn't bother me at all. Way, also... He just does it so well, and it's so realistic. Also, you need to be careful about who you mention, because you, you mentioned Mr. Big dying oh, in the whatever. first episode of whatever. Sex in the City the other yes. day, and now he's up on federal charges you know of sexual assault. Everyone's way up to on go. federal charges for sexual assault, way or sexual go. misconduct. Way to, who, way to bust who him. Who doesn't have a sexual misconduct charge? Here he was or lying low. Or on the low. verge of getting one. Here he was lying low, keeping a low profile yeah. with, the, with the, the, the debut of the new series and him dying in the and first episode. And Peloton had to pull that funny, very oh, effective funny ad All right. the day after. This is the one thing I was going to actually say, I was going to point out before I went to the upfront wrap-up, and I'll do it right now. Uh, USA Today has a, a Gallup poll, and no, it's an outdoor living survey, outdoor living survey, RTA, the name of the group that did it, 
Americans rate guests in all the American states as to who has the best behavior at parties. Essentially, the question is, who do you want to invite to your party broken down by states? Guess who the number one is? Who you wouldn't? Tennessee. Yeah. No, want to. Oh, because want of to. Southern hospitality? Want right. to. Uh, top five, Missouri, number five. Hawaii, number four. I wouldn't know. Uh, three, Wisconsin. I mean, who, you know, they're not going to be terribly, you know, rude, I don't think. New Jersey, number two. Kind of makes you wonder the whole survey. You know, wonder whether you'd throw out the I don't even understand the, the survey. Just, uh, that are just welcoming? Tennessee, yeah. People whose behavior at parties are, is are quality behavior. It's quality behavior, and they make good guests. Well, that seems like a hard thing to quantify. Quality I, behavior. I don't, I don't show their ass on a do a keg stand yeah, exactly. and jump don't, off the roof. Don't don't steal all the stuff out of the medicine cabinet upstairs. <laughs> okay. you know, you that's know, a good one. Looking for opiates. <laughs> I think that's happening <laughs> in rural Tennessee everywhere. <laughs> and, and, and looking for tonight opiates. or Friday night, as a matter of fact. <laughs> and steal, steal my emodium, <laughs> so I have diarrhea for two days because you thought you got you an opiate somewhere. Did, did y'all do y'all remember? when that actually got out that that there was similarities between emodium and uh, opiates that they were actually on a very small level they acted in the same way so kids started going out and eating massive quantities of emodium and of course the side result was what constipation for days when i was in high school i remember there being a big to-do about vanilla extract having alcohol in it well it's just pure alcohol it literally is. Well, I mean, it comes in a shot a, glass a size. That's disgusting yeah, yeah. thing to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know. It's like an ounce serving. I know somebody who is more famous than anybody you guys know, and I cannot sure. tell you his name because he's in the program. Oh. Even though he talks about it all the time, he talks about it. I'm not allowed to talk about it, but you would know the name immediately. And uh, he actually fell off the wagon after years he describes being with his wife at a Seattle market up on a clifftop somewhere, and the breeze was blowing. It was a perfect day, and he just looked up, and there were bottles of vanilla extract mm-hmm. on the shelf. And he just, out of pure impulse, reached up and grabbed one and downed it. Yuck. And then and looked at the empty bottle and went, why did I just do that? And turned around, and there's his wife standing there. And back to rehab he goes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. recipes call for like an eighth of a teaspoon of right. this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> don't down it. You know, if, you, if you drink a bottle, of, if you drink a bottle of Scope, you're going to be staggering to the car with good breath. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Throw some Robitussin in and you're really got to go. All right, let's, that is uh, so disgusting. That is called the introduction to the Chattanooga <laughs> Drive-In Show. And this is your upfront round. Well, up. we got Dave real quick. If you yeah. Want oh, that's right. Yeah. I guess we got Dave Hookers. I forget. I forget I'm throwing off my, my schedule it's because right. Russell not being here off to hook sports with dave hooker thank you i have no idea where i am right now dave hooker off the hook Good sports. Segue. Yeah. i want some cruise ship uh, somewhere around the bahamas your guess is as good as mine because i'll be honest with you this was pre-recorded but the reason i bring up my cruise is not to rub it in jim's face it is because that's the way things work you know what i had to do right before i went on a cruise I had a COVID test. Why? To be safe. You have to, to get on the boat. So when I hear of NBA and NFL players that say, no, I don't want the COVID test, that's fine. Whatever your political stance might be, that's fine. If I didn't have the COVID test or the vaccine, I wouldn't be allowed on the boat. I still had that choice. 
you still have that choice. If you want to take a stand that you know, modern science would strongly disagree with, go for it. After all, one of you, Kyrie Irving, who plays for the Brooklyn Nets, thought the world was flat just a few short months ago. So do what you want to. Believe in your politics. I don't believe in mandates, I'll tell you that right now. But there are choices you make to do what you want to do. So don't gripe if you have to take a test or get a vaccination to play in the NBA. Wow, your team needs you. Family needs you. Doesn't seem like a difficult decision to me. Dave Hooker, off of sports. Well, we'll get right to a similar story. Almost I told you immediately, he went against, against my wishes. As the uh, Omicron variant be- just continues to blow up. I mean, blow up. It's it's not pretty. But I'll just say this. It's, it's interesting. I did a little bit of research, just a teeny bit of research this morning on a couple of shows that were coming to the region. And one, Jack White... Of course, anybody who ever misses a chance to see Stop Jack White, it, I mean, Lord, is really I'll never a bonehead. Live it down, ever. Um, he's going to be down at the Tabernacle in Atlanta in April. My wife. Right around the time for my birthday. That is my wife's short list that she got to add to because when we finished up our short lists, then I added a couple of names. Now she's added a couple of names. And I mentioned the fact that Dead and Company were touring again and a band that means a lot to me and our old co-worker Jason. is His favorite band mm-hmm. in the world, The Main Squeeze, played here at Riverfront Nights before they took off and started doing sold-out shows at Red Rocks. They're going to be opening for him. And so I looked for both of those shows. The Dead & Company show, they're six nights in a row in Cancun. It's called Playing in the Sand, sold out. So don't even think you're going to go. It's not going to happen. And then the Jack White show, the two things that grabbed my attention was right under the picture of the performer and the date and the place was the policy, the policy and what you had to do COVID-wise to be able to attend. That was the third piece of information. Act, place they're playing, date, and here's the COVID policy. That's how high it ranks. I wonder when it gets to the, the booster side of things being part of policy because so far I have not seen that boosters being uh, required for most admission to us, most anything that I've seen. I haven't either. Let but that's coming next. The headline's pretty quick because that's exactly what was being discussed yesterday. Let me just go ahead and say, speaking of health, this is a health issue that we're talking about right now. So I'll go ahead and throw in the good old folks at the sports barn who have been with us from day one when we started doing this broadcast, this podcast, excuse me. The Sports Barn has three locations in our town in Chattanooga, Tennessee. It could have spread further if they wanted to back in the heyday. They wanted to stay local. They wanted to stay focused, but they got three locations. Since 1979, they've been working on personal health and fitness, mental, spiritual, physical fitness. All of it comes together in a holistic way. So Sports Barn, I give them two big old thumbs up. All right, Omicron is here. The Hamilton County Health Department said Thursday we have our first case already. And along with the report that we have our first case is this. Let me read this to you from Elizabeth Fight, front page of the Times Free Press on Friday. The Omicron variant of the coronavirus has been reported in Hamilton County. Um, Health uh, officials confirmed Thursday, though it's likely been spreading undetected locally, for several days, if not weeks, due to no testing. 
we were not testing. I didn't realize that since we started, you know, we stopped having daily meetings. You know, they they busted up the one version of the the department, the little committee they had. So really, we haven't had a lot of information about it, but it's here, and they say that the cases have gone up seventy times over from coast to coast. As a matter of fact, the government ordered three to five million tests that they plan on distributing by the end of January. New York has already said they're sending out a million masks and a half a million tests today. Has the they're formula, starting today because it's the gotten formula so in bad. the test kit changed? I don't know. Because I, I honestly have those tests. I have a lot, a lot of them. I, I, because I the Omicron variant is clearly more catchable than, than yes, anything that less, we've seen. Yes, but apparently less symptoms. Less, less symptoms. And as you were mentioning on the booster thing, Fauci was out there yesterday, all the same faces. There's Fauci. There's uh, the, the former FDA commissioner, Scott Gottlieb, and Dr. Schmaz. Uh, I mean, I think that's really his name, the guy that has this slightly Indian look. I think it's Schmaz, if I'm not mistaken. And all these people are saying the boosters, it's still, forget the pills and, and what you can do when you have it. Don't get it. Get a booster shot. Best thing you can do is get vaccinated. The second best thing you can do as soon as you can get a booster shot, get a booster shot. I have never seen the FDA step in and say, go with this company, not this company, which they've done now. They've said, go with Pfizer or Moderna on your booster as opposed to J&J. I mean, they just threw J&J under the bus by saying there's a, I think, nine cases resulted in death out of however many millions of shots were given blood clots. Hmm. It's so rare. It's so rare but it's that kind of attention to detail that they have to pay out of all those shots, nine fatal cases of blood clottage, but now they're saying, don't go there, go with the other guys. I Can y'all remember the FDA actually taking sides between two pharmaceutical companies? I can't remember anything that resembles anything like this, and it's, it's, yeah, anyway. it's driving people like me who once sort of cared yeah. to not caring about this all. I, I'll just say it right here, hand up. I'm not getting a booster. Not until somewhere I want to go requires it. I go home almost every day. I don't do anything and I'm not sick. And I already followed your rule once. And, and then you change the rule after that. Again. I'm not doing this until something I really want to do forces me to or makes me feel like seen, I have to do and it. you've seen the results. And, and, and that's every, not happening anytime soon. When you Everybody, go to work in yeah. the evenings are you or in the afternoons, are you with other people? Yes, I'm with a, I'm with them uh, around a lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah, okay. and I work for a company that that pretends to care. They never have cared from the beginning. Well, so I don't. You that's know, a, that's company. You could you could put blank company yeah. and say that. Yeah. I pretty much. But, in so I mean, I just I, the, the the conflicting information constantly. They're not. This isn't a good look. This is this has been a really bad year of political and health advisory. Sure. And, it's been bad. And, you know, the Trump people are laughing their asses we're, off and they deserve to be smirking because this has not been good. We're going to we're going to get to misinformation here in just a little bit. And you might be surprised about where my, my I don't even necessarily mean misinformation. Mis mis no. I just mean the the, the delivery in, of any information and the contradictory oh, nature. Exactly, of it. exactly. I mean, we said we were saying that back early on in 2020. I mean, I was saying they keep changing. Yeah, the it rules. was changing. Well, then they too. don't know. Yeah, it is not. It was novel. So that's why. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, after a while, it's it like novel and novel. How long are we going to? to do this 
How long um, are we going to do this? In New York, it's so bad. They've canceled Moulin Rouge. They've shut down uh, ha- the, the Hamilton. I mean, all the big... They made such a big deal out of New York reopening. Now it's shut down again. Uh, and, and, and interesting little side note here, pop culture also, Spider-Man launches this weekend, number three, with Tom Holland. It's a big deal because this is the first time that a spinoff character that's not the Avengers as a whole is going to actually move through the multiverse, the Marvel universe and its multiple layers. And then, you know, all these bad guys come from the different realities in the world, come after them. They say it's going to be a pretty good movie. But they're rolling the dice because they're only showing it in theaters. Do remember, you know, ScarJo, she sued Disney over the way they did Black Widow, which they released it at the theaters and at home at the same time on the same day if you wanted to pay 20 bucks you could watch it at home which is what we did Mm -hmm. watched it when we were out in you know colorado we actually went to the theater out there but the rest of them they'll come out there you're not going to get a choice spider-man's going to stay theaters only for months (laughs) maybe bad timing to pull that uh, test i think it is that's what they're trying to do they're trying to test the market movie theater in 20 years um are people still enthused even prior to the pandemic was that still a a thing people did yeah. at, at yeah. a high, yeah. high level. Even sure. more so. Yeah. Even more Do so. we think they're going to go back to doing that? Uh-uh. Because did they realize so. that sitting in theater uh-uh. sucks uh-uh. and it's a bad experience? It's not a, unless you're in a really high end. Yeah. Th- if you're just at a regular old theater buying crappy can- children's candy and cokes and what, that's fun to people. I don't not think if you're spending a hundred dollars. I mean, on, they released as much. You know, they they delayed Dune for as long as they did. And then still released it at home at the same time they did the theaters. Yeah, but Dune was worth going to the IMAX for. I was going to say, a well, IMAX I is different. To. Yeah, yes. IMAX is different. I've never even been to that. It was it was shot. It was. Oh, shot I wasn't as a kid, that. but I don't remember it. But I'm just saying, no, no, I do not believe that people are going to go back to the theater the way they did before. I mean, this is that this is one of those permanent changes and. Our lives, our modern lives, have have that have been affected it's, by this. And pandemic. it's probably not because they're worried about safety. They just realize, man, that costs a lot of money. And yeah. I don't know how, unless it was a really special circumstance, we can watch the new dumb Batman movie at home. Exactly. Why do we watch Batman Twenty Five when we've watched all the other Batman? I can. And say, we know how it ends. Uh, we mentioned the other day. By the way, also still in Hollywood. Let's go and talk just very fast. It's the, the the investigation is beginning to wind down. It's going to come just exactly down to what I said. They got a search warrant yesterday for Alec Baldwin's phone. Mm-hmm. He is to blame. Other people might share in the blame. Somebody put a live round in a gun. There shouldn't have been any live rounds on the set. That gun should never have been handed to somebody and said, you know, a, a cold gun or dead gun or whatever happened. But he still pointed a firearm at somebody and pulled the trigger. Who was not even an actor on the set? He says he did not pull the trigger. I watched. The, I watched the full 2020 deep dive last uh, the yeah. Friday. It was two hours long. Yep. And Let me and tell they you were getting a ca- they were getting a camera shot of a gun barrel pointing towards mm. a, uh, a a camera. Were, were, was it protocols followed? I don't know. But and are they half lined to take up for themselves? Maybe. But it's a little less than like, hey, haha, check this out. I have like, a, I have, a, I have a, a firearm in my car that is essentially just a revolver, a standard revolver. I can pull the hammer back and bang it on the table, and that hammer is not gonna fall if I don't touch. He that says trigger. the hammer is what 
what shot the gun. Yeah, I don't know. He still I, was I, aiming it directly at somebody. Maybe which he was being do. directed to do that. No, I, that, the, according the no, according to them, that's exactly what they were doing. Exactly. They were looking for that close up, like yeah, you know, when when you're pulling right. back. And and you know when you see a movie, I mean, Glorious Bastard probably has many shots mm-hmm. of guns up close. There's a term for it. I don't remember what shots, they said. R- shots right into the yeah. You know. They were they were setting up the the angles. I'm getting closer to being more I, on Alec Baldwin's I am side. On Alec, I've been on Alec Baldwin's side from the beginning. I think that the what beginning. they're going to find is him saying, "Man, I pulled the trigger and I didn't know it was loaded. Nobody told me it was loaded. How would I know it was loaded?" He was obviously super emotional. He I'm not saying he did anything on the purpose. Chamber. Other than that, I, I can't I, believe that they've had such an investigative story that close or something that still has no like end in sight as to any kind of charges or whatever. I was very surprised the uh, ABC was allowed to Charging do him will be a big deal, but I think that's where they're going to end up going. But that's just me. All right, 133 Marines booted for Novaks. Uh, the last time I mentioned this, it was Air Force. Members of the Air Force got kicked out, and Russell said the Marines are hesitating because they think there's going to be so many more that it's going to be detrimental. But uh, when it all came down to it, only 103 were booted out of the Marine Corps yesterday because of their refusal to get a vaccination. So. And this is going to turn into another narrative on the other side that sure President Biden, uh, President Biden doesn't uh, care about our military. Yeah, yeah we, we, weakening, weakening, Biden. weakening. We, you know what? That's interesting. Freudian, Freudian slip. slip there, as you mentioned to me the other day. Run, runs them off uh, and um, doesn't care about the security of this country and the young men that fight for it. That's just wait. That's I, I could you know. Crystal ball. Also, um, the COVID-related, 100% of the wastewater in Orlando is now contaminated with the Omicron virus, which means it's everywhere in Central Florida. Um, let's see. I asked you guys if you knew anybody, and I don't. I don't I, either. I've thought about it. I, in Calhoun? I can't think no. of anybody that I know that lives in Calhoun, Tennessee. I think it was a, a guy I used to know that lived up there, but he lives downtown now. And, I mean, Calhoun is just going to be just absolutely rattled right here before Christmas. Why do they do big layoffs? Why do companies always choose right before Christmas to do their, their big layoffs? They're getting their uh, first-of-the-year budget in order. God almighty, it seems like it always Which happens Which one laid off way. this time? I, I Resolute. Saw Resolute, the paper company. Uh, it's called Resolute Pulp and something else. But, I huh. mean, it, it, it had, I think it even has ecology or environment or ecosystem or something in the name but just resolute it's a paper company one of the ones that make that stink up in calhoun that you always smell that's the way paper mills smell um but 350 people yeah and in a town the size of calhoun god right before christmas that is calhoun that is that's that's just amazing (laughs) now kellogg's uh going the opposite direction they had all those people they were going to fire and said, you know what, if you don't want to come to the table, we don't want to talk to you. We'll, we will replace you. There's plenty of people out there who would love to work for Kellogg's. And the union actually said, you know, maybe we moved a little too quick. And they apparently have reached an agreement. And so the former workers who were all this close, I mean, paper thin close to being let go and to be made an example of, mm-hmm. apparently are going to get their gig back. We'll see. Okay, so Resolute is uh, formerly was what we all knew as Bowater. Yeah, Bowater. Yeah, okay. the old Bowater. Yeah, which I like, think, oh yeah, old Bowater speaking, uh, stinking the yeah, place up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you smell it whenever you go by there. When you're on the coast of Georgia, you smell it all the time. 
And that is the way brackish water also smells, but there's also a ton of paper mills down there. It's not that unpleasant when you get used to it. It's just a different well, it's smell. It's not like the chicken plant. No, no. I mean, it's not, you know, when you first smell it, you go, ooh. And then, you know, if, you, if you're down in Brunswick or St. Mary's, Georgia, you get used to it. That's just the way it smells, like the river around here on a hot summer day. Yeah. Smells like fish. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a natural there's smell. There's always a smell, pleasant. too, when you go over the old Jotty Bridge, heading in either direction. Hmm. Right across, over Manufacturers yeah, Road. Yeah, I it's guess. That, there's a plant there that does something. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what yeah. would be producing that there at that particular spot. It's, it's not a pleasant smell. It could be. It could very well be coming from the barges. Uh, we, Maybe we, we we know the people we could ask uh, who run that the barge place down there. We will. Um, the traveling season begins today, or be excuse me, that doesn't really where he began this last weekend. Uh, they say about 110 million people traveling. I don't know what kind of percentage increase that is over last year. It's a bunch. Uh, people apparently are not afraid of the Omicron uptick at this point to the point where they're changing family plans, just just not doing it. Um, the Department of Justice has suspended negotiations with a group of migrant families that they've been talking to for weeks and weeks and weeks now because they were going to try to come up with one great big settlement. This was the, the families that were torn apart mm -hmm. under the Trump administration where they separated the children from the fam the, the rest of the families and, and you know they've been out looking for the kids and looking for the other family members so they could reunite them. And there was uh, apparently one lump sum that got paid of something like $450,000 to a group that got out it was not supposed to be public knowledge this was stuff they were kind of working on the down low and now that that report is out there the doj has suspended the negotiations so whoever got paid it didn't it wasn't a good story for everybody um interesting uh, thing here and and i really do kind of wish we had russell here because he might have some insight on this i can't give it to you because his dad works at erlanger rebecca works at erlanger that doesn't give us any information on CHI or Memorial, but CHI Memorial going in together to build a new hospital in Ringo, where, you know, small town hospitals are being shut down across the board in this country and people are having to travel further. I love the idea. I love the idea. They're, a town the, the size of Ringo needs its own medical center. Yeah. You know, Sequatchie has its own I little Erlanger outpost the over there. And Friday... There was this big hullabaloo, and, and I hope to God I'm not speaking behind a, a terrible, terrible, terrible incident and don't know because this show, like all of them, are, you know, we, we have to pre-record. We try to stay in real time, and we try to keep everything as, you know, current as possible and, uh, you know, legitimate. But TikTok declared it National School Shooting Day. I don't know. They didn't, but a bunch of people on it did, and they didn't take it down very quickly, and it actually became a thing. On Friday, school systems across the country were on high alert because of a stupid social media, media a meme, a video, of somebody who thought it was funny to declare it National School Shooting Day, and in this atmosphere... And day and age, people will take that seriously. Yeah, they will. They have to take there it seriously. Are, there have been 32 school shootings this year. Unbelievable. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable. And I, one one nice little piece of uh, news here. 
all of the missionaries finally freed down in Haiti. So finally good to see that mm -hmm. one out of the way, for goodness sakes. All right, let's see if there's anything else here that I have left out. Um, yeah, I, I mentioned uh, false virus claims. Some of them are coming from doctors. And uh, the I, I will read this. This is an AP article. The purveyors of this misinformation are not shadowy figures operating in the dark corners of the Internet. They are a small but vocal group of doctors practicing medicine in communities around the country. These are people basically saying that the shots magnetize the body and all the same crap we've heard. But you know what? Doctors can be boneheads too. You know what you have to be to be a doctor? A good student. You have to like school and do well at school and stay in school for a long time. A doctor is somebody who went to school for at least one more semester than me. That's the way I always look at it. Some of them are good. Some of them are crappy. Doctor means nothing to me going into the conversation. I want to see what they have to say or do. Mm -hmm. Being a doctor doesn't mean anything. And, and you, doctors aren't scientists. No, they're not. And they also... They're distribution of drugs. Lies are... And that's free speech too, y'all. Even if they know it's a lie and for whatever reason they got a vested interest in it, they just think get a kick out of it because they're sick and twisted or they've got some sort of investment in some sort of homeopathy or something like that. That's protected speech, lies. It's all protected by the Constitution. So how how down on them do you want to be if you believe it? If they if I'm Doctor So and So, I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV, and I tell you to take you know this this brain so smart thing, and you go out and buy a box of it. Now who's really at fault there? Well, what what crime have I committed, and what 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 kind of dumbassery have you committed? You know, it's it's up to you to figure out who yeah, to follow. I don't follow. think you've committed a crime, but yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't. We talk about trusting science, follow the science. Yeah, I don't trust doctors at all. I also think and I've, I've, it took me years to find a doctor that I trust and I now go to regularly. And and uh, the, first of all, I think you're just a very strange personality if that is the profession you want to go into. You want to poke and prod and and perform colonoscopies, and you want general. Uh, practice practicing of medicine on on other human beings. You're an interesting dude or woman. Yeah, that, yeah. You, you've lived a different life you with different goals have, in life than you me. You have to have a very large uh, amount of confidence, uh, self confidence, and it can't and just I, be about getting I think, wealthy. I was going to say, and I think so. Be many, a lawyer if you want to be wealthy. So many of the young people over the last several couple of decades, they have gone into the field not because they're desirous of helping cure people or helping mankind. They want to go straight through medical school, right into specialty, right into specialty where they can basically pick and choose their cases and make big money. And that's not the right motivation. I think we need more general practitioners. But no, the word doctor in front of somebody's name doesn't mean anything. We have so many fake doctors, Dr. Phil, Dr. Laura, Dr. This, Dr. D, 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 even Dr. Oz. Is he, is he a medical doctor? I have no idea. Or is he a PE teacher? I mean, I we, no we got all of these folks everywhere. I watched a very interesting document. Well, it's kind of a a series of, of hour-long episodes um, in a, in a docu-series, I guess called uh, diagnosis which is very interesting and it it discusses you know people who have well the first episode did people who have something wrong with them but they can't get a diet they can't get diagnosed none of the doctors that they've been to see can figure it out 
and it's interesting. It's fascinating. I have I've watched my. I'm, I've seen family members and friends go through that. Back. I go through that. Fibromyalgia. Yeah. Uh, forever uh, was called the yuppie flu, and most yeah, people, people didn't, didn't believe, believe it, it right. except for the people who were suffering from it and mm-hmm. a handful of doctors who could see yeah. that there was a fatigue happening, chronic fatigue syndrome, and now we know that's caused by the Epstein-Barr virus, mm-hmm. and you know it has a couple of different names, but I mean, it's, it's, you know, fibromyalgia and it's being treated and insurance pays for it. Right. But it was, it was, they had to play hell sure. to find somebody who believed them who thought it wasn't some sort of just completely in their head, psychosomatic, you know, psychosomatic thing. Yeah. Well, you know, as somebody who has had a, a, a thyroid removed, I struggle with this every single day. I cannot find a doctor who knows more about it than I do or will you know, take me seriously when I ask for certain blood work or whatever. Well, and I'm, we've it's, ta- it's talked incredibly again. frustrating. You can't, you can't get local doctors around here to diagnose tick-borne diseases, and there and that's done as a group for some reason. The local medical association and doctors groups don't want to to do it. They don't want to. They don't want to break that seal. I don't know why. Maybe it has to do with the insurance payments that would come or not come. Uh, if they opened up that jar, but you you can't get a diagnosis, and you know that people around here suffer from it. Very quickly, two more things. We'll wrap this up, the upfront wrap-up. Uh, thank you very much to the sports barn. Uh, cities uh, hiring diversity got blasted pretty hard last week. We never got to that, and I just wanted to mention it. Um, all the hiring that's been going on, even though she voted for the people that were being hired, Demetrius Coonrod, city council person, did step in and say that she was concerned about the lack of minorities being represented just that simple and we're going to always have that out there chattanooga is about 60 30 with 10 other it's 59 percent white 29 percent black and then we have other hamilton county it's the same as it was the day i moved here it's 18% black, 70% white, and that leaves well, a whopping 2% other uh, in the county as a, as a whole. 18% has been consistent the whole time. And the only other thing that was really left on my stack of stuff that we didn't get to this week was the bitching and moaning going on about the county buying McDonald's farm. The only person that seemed to have a problem with it was Roy McDonald. Uh, and Roy Exum, excuse me, uh, because that was his family, uh, and he was the only one that complained about it. But once it was done, the purchase was essentially set in stone. People started questioning, well, how much of this land do we get to use? And as it turns out, of all the acres they bought, they're only going to be able to use a very, very small amount of it, about, see, $16 million was spent to buy 2,170 acres hoping to turn it into a manufacturing hub. And then when you get down time to it, there's only going to be a couple of hundred acres that they'll be able to develop when everything is said and done. So now they're beginning to say, maybe this is a white elephant. And that's way on the other side of the county, down there by Sail Creek. So there you go. That's upfront wrap-up for you today. And this Sunday. is they swore. We all knew how Got one. Everybody's got one. An anonymous donor chose to invest in the Chattanooga Drive-In Show in our early days. Now, some of these, some of these 
advertisers will be disappearing from our podcast yep. after the first of the year, and you'll be hearing a bunch of new names come in. If you want your company, your business, your own name, if you're in a business that you do by yourself, like a doctor, such as that, or an attorney, whatever. You need to get in touch with Jen. Yeah, now's the time. We only have so many the segments. Ra- the rates are really, really good right now. I will work with you. Yeah, and, and I'm send I'm, an email, Chattanooga Drive and Show at gmail.com we, or text text me six three five three five five seven. We started off with a with a very low price and predicted that our price would be at a certain level by uh, Christmas. We could easily, easily embrace that price right now because we've hit hit the mark. That that it's 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 worth that it's worth that and more. Mm-hmm. But still, we're a startup. We're new, so we know we've still got to convince people. I mean, we can show them metrics and numbers all day long, but this is still a new thing for so many people. So we got to convince them. And you're going to hear a bunch of new names. This is one that might very well go away. I've been trying, and I want to get a couple of folks in before the holiday from a step ahead in Habitat for Humanity. If anybody out there knows who who would be in charge. Have them holler at me because I haven't had any luck. Uh, but that was uh, who they wanted to donate their money to is to give the advertising time to Habitat for Humanity, Chattanooga Girls Rock, who we did have represented, and a step ahead. Part of us all being Chattacentric. All right. The opinion piece. Everybody's got one, an opinion. Most of them stink. And let's just look at this one. This is the Times Free Press, their pick for the area's top stories of last year. Not nationally local stories so they're not going to be quite as uh, dramatic but uh, you guys just i'll read them real quick how, how many is it like a list uh, yeah, 12 a list. and you tell me just are what, they in uh, any particular order or just uh, out there as a 12 no, i'm okay. just going to name them and you tell me which one at the na- at the end of the listing you just shout out the one that you think is number one erlanger pensions evs charge up economy that's talking about the electric vehicles and the Vonics and all the rest of that stuff. Recycling woes, gun violence increases, Braves win it all, Pruitt out, Hypel in, Marjorie Taylor Greene makes national news, gas pains from the pump. I don't know, that's not really local. Chattanooga Migrant Shelter, and we know all the, the stories that have spun off from that. The split, uh, I have to say, I have to stop for a second and just say, the split, after all the money and time that we spent on it, is still ranked number seven in the worst spots for traffic for in, in the country. Because they yeah. didn't fix any number not, seven. They're not done, though. There's two more, fa- know, there's two more phases. Yeah. It was phase one. It'll be five to ten years before that's done. Right. Labor and supply shortages, Ponzi scheme, FBI investigates Tennessee lawmakers, rising home sales, DA drama, the whole thing with Pinkston and uh, getting married and the brother-in-law, Mayoral runoff, top brass leaving their jobs, and they're talking about Jim Coppinger, uh, David Roddy, Brian Johnson, COVID-19 politics, and COVID-19 variants and vaccines. This is the best story? These are the top stories of 2021. I think there's a lot of tied for one and I two and too. three on yeah. this. Um, I'm just going with COVID-19 politics. The uh, the top positions leaving, that's three big positions. Yeah, that's yeah. Super, a big deal. Superintendent, yeah, that's a huge deal. Uh, chief, and uh, county mayor. Um, obviously, Braves win the World Series is big for people like me. Not uh, quite local that we were probably expecting. I don't. I tried to uh, jot them down as quickly as I could. The migrant shelter didn't get. I don't think it really got as much press as it probably needed to. Could have. Maybe it's just I didn't pay as close enough of attention. 
that one kind of seemed to be a thing well, one day and then not a thing the next day. Yeah. It seems, I don't believe it was that simple. The, it was the bad guys were over here, and, and then suddenly, and then suddenly the bad guys were really the bad guys that were being called the bad guys in the beginning, and we didn't think they were the bad guys. Oh well, okay. You, know, you guys it, are talking about bringing them here. I'm talking about here. all the, the yeah and everything. You know the issues that went on with the care the, the, people. The, the kiss, yeah, front, front, the, middle, the kissing, end. Yeah, the kissing. Yeah, I'm saying it was a long, drawn out story. They got more and more complex as we went, and there was definitely some. And now I don't even remember what I was all about protecting them in the beginning. I well, was why too. are y'all so on, on this this group's back when they're trying to do the good work right. of the Lord? Right. Well, the good work of the Lord didn't include French kissing the 16 year old boy. And there boy. was more than one you know? who did that. Well, yeah. anytime uh, Marjorie is in the. On a list. I don't want to give her more. I'm a, I'm a, Why are we talking about her? She doesn't she's deserve. She's on the list. She doesn't deserve on, she's on the our list. attention at all. I'm just going to say COVID-19 <laughs> politics and, and call it done. Okay. Uh, as far as the, the the nation goes, it's COVID-19 politics. I mean, everything that we do is driven by COVID-19 politics now. Well, can't argue with that. Any way to get around it. All right. Duh. Duh. Shua, the the category brought to you by Chatter, uh, Chattanooga Safety Products, Highway 58, next to the Hungry House. All your industrial safety footwear and PPE needs. Safety begins at your feet at Chattanooga Safety Products, and we certainly appreciate those folks who've been there with us from day one and were with us back in the old days, back at the old station. Um, this is something you have said several times, Brian. Usually you just jump in at the end of the conversation and just say it real loudly. It's just theater, theater. I mean, political theater, and it, this is a column about something we discussed yesterday, Fox News, and I said at the end of the show, I'm not going to take the time to do this now, but read the editorial from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, and it just the headline is this. It's the, the bottom of the page of the free press side of the editorial section in Thursday's paper and the headline reads, At Fox News, Integrity Just Doesn't Sell. All right? And I'll read just a little bit of it to you. And this is definitely duh. And this is what you've been saying. And I, I, you say it loud enough. I don't, ne- I don't normally have to say I agree with you 100%. It is. It's all about theater and ratings. And they're not. It's performative. They, 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 they it's performative. don't care anymore. They don't care anymore. Death and democracy be damned, they just want to make sure they beat CNN by a two-to-one margin on this given Friday or Monday. That's all there is It might have already been that way a little bit, but the Trumpification of American politics has has made it a thousand times worse. Deeply embedded into many, uh, it's just emboldened uh, already, we're loud inside, now they're loud outside, Uh and they can see... Hey, the louder I am, the bigger the gun I hold, the more ex- biggest explosion I can, literal explosion I can make on a quick twenty-second clip for uh, social media. The bigger my audience is, and the bigger they love me. And the, we're not talking policy, no. You know, so it's it's all the political entertainment complex. I'll run through this just as quick as I can, just so you guys will know who the players are. Something I said we mentioned again yesterday, and talked a little bit about it before that. The warning signs began in October 2019 when news host Shepard Smith used his show to openly challenge the megaphone the network was lending to then-President Donald Trump's daily blizzard of misinformation. Quote, why is it lie after lie after lie, Smith stated on one newscast. This was actually when he was on Fox. Uh, Smith stated on one newscast later, told CNN, 
when people began with this false premise and started leading people astray purposely, that's injurious to society, and it's the antithesis of what we should be doing. Those of us who are so honored and grateful to have a platform of public influence have to use it for the public good. On, on Sunday of last week, respected journalist Chris Wallace announced that he too was leaving Fox. Wallace didn't specifically cite misinformation, but dubbed the documentary by Tucker Carlson, this six-hour thing that he did, I guess, that just stretched the brown, the, 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 the bounds and the, the perimeters of credulity on every single side about the January 6th Capitol insurrection. It was uh, called The Patriot Purge. It was an online thing and asserted that the riot was all part of a black helicopter government conspiracy to besmirch conservatives. So at that point, Wallace, Brett Baer, uh, complained to Lachlan Murdoch, who's chairman now of Fox Corporation. Jonah Goldberg left. Stephen Hayes left. All of them citing Patriot Purge and Tucker Carlson's oversized influence on the network. And just the last paragraph, there comes a point when attachment to Fox undermines the professional integrity of people like Wallace, Goldberg, Hayes, and Smith. Good for them for having the courage to leave. But the sad news is that Fox viewers don't seem to care, nor do they appear to draw a clear distinction between misinformation and fact. What else would explain Carlson's persistent ratings as the most watched personality on cable news? When you tell people what they want to hear, you're going to be popular. When you tell people something that's going to upset them and say, this is troublesome, this is bad news, you need to be prepared for it, this is going to hurt, remember Ross Perot's famous, this is going to hurt fixing the economy, people didn't want to hear that. They didn't want to get in under the hood and fix it. They just wanted it to magically go away. Somebody else says, I can make it magically go away, he's my man. And they're just making that up. I, I saw a, a, a list of the top 20, 25, whatever it was, a pretty sizable list of uh, top ratings for cable news television shows of the last quarter like recent tucker carlson as you just said and we all pretty much know has been at the top of that list for a long time cnn does not have one single show on that top 20 list msnbc probably has about three maybe four rachel maddow being their biggest draw and she's not leaving the network but leaving that slot for whatever reason and then there's just countless fox news uh business fox business fox and newsmax whatever it's all subsidies and offshoots of different Fox programming. It's dominating all of cable news television. Forget social media. Forget TikTok. Forget Facebook and whatever junk you're going to get there. The top 20 cable news channels are dominated by Fox. There's no doubt about it. And uh, and again, I if, if people just, if you tell them we're all that way to a degree, give me the bad news, give me the good news, if I can latch on to the good news and find something to believe in, I'd, I'm, I'd rather go that way. We don't generally look for pain, but when your brain is at a, a, a crossroads and you you know good and well what this person's telling you is at least fudging, if not just an outright lie, and they're doing it for you know practicality, for their own base purposes of uh, just wanting to make a profit or just to be popular, just to be popular it's just like some kid in high school spreading rumors about a cheerleader because he wants to be popular and the harm is done and the harm is done and this nation's in a world of hurt 
Factless society. It's, it's an absolute factless society. All right, and he is saying factless. Factless. Well, yeah, and the attempt to change it is probably feckless. So there you go. You got to be careful when you pronounce that one, too. What are you doing? What are you doing? I only have one. I only have one. And uh, what are you doing? This segment is made possible by Guardian Investment Advisors, Gary Thurman, and his crew out there handle the money that my wife and I have invested, so I trust them completely. My wife trusts them completely. 710-9199. Now, you can question me, but don't question her. I'll come through this thing after you. 710-9199, Guardian Investment Advisors. And it's real simple. Pikeville, Tennessee has decided... Like a lot of Chattanooga, you know, has done this on a on its own for a town our size, but small town America, as we all know, is suffering. It has dry, just dried up and blown away in many places. Most downtown squares are boarded up. There are a lot of comebacks, you know, towns just doing their best. Right down the valley there, Dunlap, you know, their little mercantile place has actually become a quite hip hop hopping in place mm-hmm. uh, and they've got it programmed and a lot of things happening but you need something to hang your hat on we were talking about that sign in mayfield kentucky that said more than just a memory that was pretty much them giving up you know saying you know we know we don't have anything going for us anymore but we're still here we're still relevant you can still find a job here and live here kind of desperate sounding pikeville they decided as a town that they wanted to become the Christmas postcard town in this area. And they asked every downtown business and home to decorate to their fullest extent. And so as of right now, this weekend that's just passed and this coming week, Pikeville, Tennessee is going to be the Southeast answer to, you know, North Pole or Santa Claus, Mm -hmm. Indiana. And uh, they've put a tremendous amount of effort into it. So I want to drive up there. If it's not pouring down rain tonight, drive up there this evening and take a look at it. And I just think that's a very smart idea. You look at some places like, uh, oh, God, uh, Highlands, North Carolina. How did they become the antique capital of the world? Somebody set up an antique shop in a little town where a bunch of snowbirds stopped and they said, we got some pretty cool stuff there. Somebody said, I, I can do that too. And the next thing you know, every snowbird in Florida has a home now mm-hmm. somewhere in that area. And Highlands is the place you go to get antiques, mostly furniture yeah. in general. You've got to have something to have your, to hang your hat on, mm-hmm. even if it's just seasonal. Where like is Pikeville's Pikeville? Done. Pikeville is just up the valley from us. It is between... Dunlap, and it's a beautiful, beautiful drive. And the, if you go the other way in the valley, if you go toward Whitwell mm-hmm. and South Pittsburgh and Jasper, then you go north and you go toward Pikeville and Crossville. Uh, it's a totally different look. It's a, the, the valley looks different. The geography, the terrain, the bluffs, the mountains, the homes, the, the, the town areas all look very different and you can stay on one particular back road right off of 111 back valley road and go all the way through pikeville right to the headwaters of the sequatchie which come out from under the ground mm-hmm. it just comes out in a huge cave that they've turned into a park which is neat and just go right on up until you basically drive right out of the valley up onto the plateau which is crossville okay so. i don't think i've ever been out there 
Yes, it's a small. It is. It is more country and more back in time looking than Dunlap or Ringgold or any of the other towns like you might compare it to. Well, speaking of Ringgold, let me uh, do the middle. What are you doing here? So I can get my phone back to the uh, page it needs to be. Nothing says Christmas celebration than live pro wrestling AWF (laughs) heavyweight championship match Christmas clash Christmas night 751 Old Mill Road Ringgold, Georgia it's like the candy cane little circus tent looking building if you've ever it's been off that road not christmas until a folding chair goes over the back and of somebody's my, head my christmas is going to be over by christmas <laughs> afternoon and a friend of mine sent me this big flyer <laughs> afw championship match so lex you're lee you're versus down. brian brian Valor. there's a special attraction match santa claus versus mike clay all right yeah. uh the famous paul lee everybody in ringgold georgia knows paul yeah, lee he ran for paul mayor lee. once yeah. um and uh, he's probably 65 Paulie, years you don't, old. You don't see Paul getting in the ring with Santa Claus. He's too smart. <laughs> so You know, Santa's pissed off after that long night he's had. He's ready to go no, off on somebody. No joke. This threat is serious. We are going to see this. And uh, I can't wait. Bring your own everything. Bring your own drugs or guns. <laughs> it's hard liquor and handguns night down here at the wrestling you know, match. I'm, I'm not even joking. <laughs> I know you're not. Wow. I, can see, I can see you reading it right there off your phone. <laughs> And I believe it if it's on the phone. Uh, the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. Pimp, done to have a corner. Well, I don't have a corner. I, we're we're going to play the music some, anyway. I have some New Year's Eve we, we got to play suggestions, the music for you parties. anyway. Uh, Pimp's Corner. Yeah. Pimp Jen is what she's called. And, you know, somebody uh, said they don't like that. I don't care if they like it or not. <laughs> I don't give a damn. There's All a right. whole lot of people out there with nicknames they don't like. Pimp. <laughs> As a new podcast, all about being better versions of ourselves, sharing stories and lessons from our successes and failures. Join Bruce Dodd as he walks us through learning to be intentional with our money, time, thoughts, and relationships. It's the intentionallivingproject.com and the podcast that comes from it. If you are still looking for a very interesting um, Christmas gift, it's it's not an inexpensive gift. But if you have a musician in your life or an, a collector of crafts, you know, craftsmanship, ship, um, American Exotic Guitars is something that I would point you toward. I would check that out on um, the internet. Go to their Facebook page. Um, I, the, the guitars are absolutely stunning. Thank you to Jason Armstrong for coming on as a sponsor. Do you, do you, do you know that uh, you don't play guitar? But you I can look don't. at them. You can look at those things and see that they are actual works of art oh, that are incredible. beautiful to look at, and obviously have the utilitarian purpose of making music, right? And so well, you yeah. you can say, you say that they're art. You've often wondered or questioned about why Russell and I can say the same thing about knives. You don't seem to understand the, that, that, that knives have that same Appeal. exact appeal to some people they literally are beautiful to look at and they have a utilitarian purpose if you walk around you know pulling it out and talking about you're gonna cut somebody then you're just a redneck you know, i would you don't hardly say that a, that a guitar is a utilitarian object that's exactly what it is no it it's isn't. made for one reason to make music all right and then to, if it he looks ma- good he it's will a, make it's a plus. he will make a guitar for you that is actually perfectly fit to your, to your body. body yeah ergonomically 
just perfect. Can he make one for fingers that don't know how to make chords? <laughs> can, you need can, to ask can, him. Can he, can he make one with a, that has just an automatic place for broken <laughs> fingers to go? You know, He's going to be coming in at some point bringing us some goodies and uh, the guitar that we're going to showcase. I, I, so I, you I look can ask very him. forward to it. I've tried, and I have said, you can give me 10 minutes and a, and, and $100, and I cannot make an F chord. So there's just no use in me trying you again. You know, there's a lot of YouTube videos now. It's one of the most difficult chords to make. You it's, can learn to play. With that finger, too, right there. Oh, well, all right. It, it's, not going, it's, not, it's not going anywhere. Uh, also, uh, Chris Campbell, time for Tai Chi, spelled T-A-I-J-I. I think that's the new spelling. Is that a new spelling, or is probably, that the old spelling? It's probably the old spelling. Anyway. Yeah, he's come on as well. Um, good. Give, give him a look if you want to take some Tai Chi. A good fellow. By the way, while we're in Pimp Jen's corner here, we will just say the Chattanooga Drive-In Show again here at the Lodge Cast Iron Studios, Lodge Cast Iron Studios, the Tri-State Region's Drive-In Theater of the Mind. And it's me, and it's Jen, and it is Brian, and it's Russell, and it's Jeff Greenspan, and Taft Sibley over in the office over there, Dave Hooker. In one hour, this is our promise, you'll be informed, warned, entertained, and brain sprained. You find this podcast, and you find it now, and you will find it over the next three days before we take our break. You got today, you got Tuesday, you got Wednesday, you got Christmas Adam, and we're taking Christmas Eve, Christmas Day off, and the week uh, off, you know, between that and New Year's, like most everybody else. So y'all just go ahead and be ready for that, please. If you want to get in contact with Jen, though, to talk about sponsoring, advertising subscribing uh doing the patreon doing venmo doing whatever how do they do it you can either go to the chattanooga drive-in show.com website or you can email me chattanooga drive-in show at gmail.com or you can call or text 6353557 okay all right i am gonna just say this this is uh, mountains looking at each other. This is the storytelling part of the show. And I, I got, I'm, I'm gonna do two small ones instead of one major story today. And one is we talked two days ago uh, about the Lookout Mountain police officer who is now facing very serious charges of sexual battery, aggravated sexual battery and the fact that he is a friend and has been in all my my life, his entire life, a friend of mine and my family. He was my, my oldest son's best friend. And these are serious charges that he's facing. And I actually, we put up, we posted a picture of him just as a, a kid, a young man up at the swimming hole, just, just full of joy, jumping off a cliff into the water. And I was just, I, I thought it was an, an intriguing juxtaposition to show a people change people change dramatically over the course of life and it's hard to find people who have been friends from childhood through adulthood i have friends that i've had since all the way back in the time that brian thinks we can't remember uh but <laughs> but i have i have memories of them being you know my yeah. friends at that time and i think I it's a too. rarity and i find myself to be very lucky because of that but also, there's a little bit backstory to that picture that it changed my life in a good way. It just made me more understanding. When that picture was taken, yeah, I was already, you know, had some age on me. I was a father. I was already a grandfather. As a matter of fact, Imani would have already been born. And I was in excellent physical condition for somebody my age 
who drank as much as I did and partied as much as I did, but in physically I was in really, really good shape. And that swimming hole that we go to is not even beginning to be easy to get to. It's extremely difficult to get down all the way to it, lower yourself down into the creek valley, the bed itself, swim around for a little bit, climb back out and walk back out to the car. It was a challenge for me this summer when I went back down for the first time in a couple of years because they had put up a real gate and and, and lengthened the walk to get there. That day when we were coming out of the riverbed, Wes was a was a, a big kid. He was a big kid. He he was heavy. And he fell back and I had never before given any consideration to this. We went on an outdoor adventure. My kids went along, their friends went along, I had friends who went along, their wives went along. I just assumed everybody could do what I did. And I'm not saying I'm I was superhuman. I'm just saying I was in good shape, but that was a natural assumption that I made. If I can do it, I figure pretty much everybody can do it, right? I mean, I wasn't rock climbing. I wasn't free soloing or something like that. I wasn't doing an extreme sport. I was just going to the swimming hole. But coming up out of that thing, he fell behind, and I stayed with him because I could see tears in his eyes, and he literally just started crying. He he was about to have a heart attack. I mean, a, a young, young man, a man boy, was 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 clutching his chest and was heaving, I mean, trying to get his breath. And, and, and I stayed with him, and we basically took a couple of steps, slowed down, talked, or, you know, I, I tried to get him, you know, to calm down a little bit. And I know this would embarrass him for me to tell this story, but he's facing worse things than this now. But it changed my life. I realized then I can't be that flippant with other people's lives, physiques, and physicalities. And I, I, I turned around and did it again with the wife of a friend. We went down there with a group of adults one day, and we were just going to take the whole day off. And I didn't think about it for a second, but one of my friend's wives was a little bit on the heavy side, didn't get out and exercise very much, and by the time we were halfway down, I realized it was going to be a similar situation. Was it a steep? Very. Okay, I I'm, think I'm, I know I, where you were. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm talking about it's it's... If you don't hang on to something, yeah. you will fall. Right. So I mean, you are you're going from hand grip on a tree sliding down to mm-hmm. another hand grip. You're looking for rocks that are going to be stable that can catch you and mm-hmm. hold your weight while you take a breath before you take the next step. If you just just stepped forward onto the mud and started sliding, you could fall 50 feet easily before you came to rest. You'd be bumping against something; it wouldn't be a drop. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's it's pretty much 90 degree up and down and I, I'm just saying it was just a it was a small lesson to learn and I certainly had learned it on my end that there were things I couldn't do that some of my friends could do and I just learned well by God don't do them just don't do them and don't 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 worry about it I wasn't built for that I can't do that I'm not that fast I'm not that strong but it just kind of just put me in my 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 place to a degree I thought maybe a little bit too highly of myself because I was automatically thinking that, you know, everybody could do what I could do. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's egotistical. I don't know exactly what that is. 
but I realized after that, I, I was much more careful. Yeah. You know, and I've taken people down for their first kayaking trip. I've taken people on their first, you know, tandem hang gliding trip. I want people to have adventures. I want to push them to go do stuff. But if it's going to put them at risk, I'll be the first one to tell them that. Yeah. And I think it's irresponsible for people to do otherwise. The other thing I wanted to mention very quickly, I said I was going to do two, and, and I will be very quick on this, is there's no doubt I I suffer, in my opinion, from CTE. I'm just making the admission right here. We talked about this the other day. Philip Adams was the guy we mentioned the other day that killed himself and his family. Uh, and this was after years of you know, concussions in uh, the NFL playing professional football. And now there's a following story. Vincent Jackson, who played for 12 years in the NFL, was a three-time pro bowler with the Chargers and Buccaneers. They found him in a bathroom in Tampa, Florida, dead in a hotel back in February. And sure enough, they did an autopsy, looked at his brain, and found that he had a severe case of chronic traumatic encephalopathy. That's the thing I was talking about the other day, which is repeated concussion again and again and again, and you end up with behavioral symptoms. Y'all think about me. Depression, paranoia, substance abuse, impulsivity. Stage four is the most severe. He had stage four. I think I'm probably hovering around stage 1.5. And I mean, I mean, that, you've that, had your head knocked against some things enough over your life. So that'll, it doesn't have to be football. I know that's what I, and that's, and think about, and I, I'm, I'm just being very honest about it. I mean, do any of these things describe me? Yes, they do. Well, sure. Manic depressive, without a doubt. But how Impulsive, many things can you diagnose? God. Some of those things with? I could, you know, diagnose myself me with, too. and I've not had my head hit against me anything. Neither. Yeah. <laughs> and the worst part about this is we won't know until you're dead. They that's said, right. and Philip Adams only had stage two. Uh, when they did the autopsy on him, CTE. I'm just saying that, you know, you talk about stigma. We were talking about stigma yesterday and how is there a stigma attached to COVID? And there was this big column about the stigma of having COVID. We got into that with the, uh, or, 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 I'm sorry, last Friday, I should yeah. say, uh, with our uh, our comedian guest. Ryan. And, uh, and there is a stigma with mental illness. And if you pop up somewhere and say, by the way, before you hire me, you need to know I, I've been diagnosed with CTE. You probably just cost yourself the job. But if the people around you don't know that it's something you deal with, then you're going to leave them wondering about what's wrong with you on certain days when sure. you just plain are edgy well, you, and you can't figure out what to do. I would it. guess you don't want to get diagnosed with it because you don't know for sure whether you actually do have it and then if it's detrimental to what you're doing would, going forward you don't want that diagnosis it can, it can only be guessed while you're still alive you're right unless they, they unless it only, gives you disability options you but know? i mean i just i just think the 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 youth that i spent that we joke about and laugh about all the time the dangerous stuff that we chose to do all the time as as kids as teenagers as a young man as as an old man i bet i'm i'm probably looking at at over 20 concussions wow now that's got to have an effect it, it very likely one. does that's got to have an effect never had my bell rung once uh we have there was I, I guess my youngest one a rope swing broke and i remember taking the swing and then waking up in an armchair at my house, at my mom's house. And I had friends from Ohio who were down visiting, 
and they described me getting up after the rope broke and I, it was a good fall and I fell on my back and the back of my neck and head. And they said, I jumped up and started walking hmm. and just started walking back to the house. And they're going, dude, dude, are you okay? I said, it was, it was bad. It was real bad looking. And I never replied to him. They said, I stopped twice in a pasture and just sat down and they could not get me to respond. And then I got up and started walking again. And I just, I remember taking the swing you know, going, all right, here we go. All right, this is going to be fun. And the next thing I remember, my mom going, don't go to sleep. Yeah. Don't go to sleep and kind of shaking me. Don't go to yeah. sleep. And I don't. I was like, well, okay, I won't. I won't go to sleep. But right. like, what, what the hell is happening? How did I get here? That's scary. You know, and that's probably, yeah, maybe 12, 13. Hmm. So uh, be mindful. That's all I'm saying of the people that you work with, that you know, your neighbors. And, and a, a road rage out there, I guarantee you, the people that are committing these road rage acts, there are things going on in their life that you don't know about when you respond like a dumbass because they do something dumbassy. You got two dumbasses on the road. You got two of them. You don't know what's, what, what their life is about. You don't know what they're going through. People need to be a little bit more forgiving. Clean up anything you need to do sponsor-wise and then talk regional, up your song. We're, we're... Regional Roundup Shotgun Shoutouts. Tennessee American Water Company has been providing quality water to the Chattanooga community since 1887. At the end of every pipe, they know there's a family counting on them to provide clean, safe, reliable water for their health and comfort each and every day. That's why Tennessee American, they take pride in keeping your lives flowing right. Uh, we talked about the Calhoun situation, resolute idling people up there. We've got, uh, again lies or speech there's a whole thing we could have gone off on tennessee republican implies medical board could be dismantled because the why the doctors were giving bad information but he has shocking news he has his own political reasons for it as well but lies are free speech uh tucker mcclendon will run for the hamilton county commission in 2022 that young uh, school board member uh they killed that plan for all those homes those new homes up in Ottawa. And none of the state stuff is important enough to mention. Top of the pops don't really have one. Uh, we'll just go ahead and I'll just say, um, without, we don't have to play the um music. Younger adults see less space between parties. This could have gone into the dust section, but people younger than me, your age, people younger than you, Russell's age, they, it's just a sliding scale. Uh, the difference between parties. Let's see how much difference Americans say there is between Republicans and Democrats and what they stand for. Um, a fair amount, 18 to 29, 42% say there is a fair amount of difference. That's not even the majority. More of them believe there is virtually no difference. You get up to 65 plus, 77% of the people believe there is a major difference. You know what was the big driving force? The last time we were so divided, we've talked about this. Think about 1968, the days of rage and riots in the street and all kinds of things going on and civil rights marches. Assassinations. And, and assassinations. But you know what the big deal was? It wasn't Democrat versus Republican. It wasn't liberal versus conservative. It wasn't, you know, uh, American versus Russia. It was kid versus parent. It was the generational thing. And that was that was the biggest motivating factor that we really had in the country was that there was a war between the generations. We don't have a war now, but we still have a very wide gap in belief systems between those people that are still running things 
and those people who uh, ostensibly want to. Yeah, there's an even bigger gap between my generation and my children. Now it's just I mean their belief systems are very different. And the grow and the growth in a good way, I think. the growth rate that we have as individual human beings in this country has gotten so fast. We, you know, society makes kids grow up faster. Commercials, TV, media make kids grow up faster. I think the rules of the schools and what we're talking about basically inside the American homes, we expect the kids to grow up faster. Well, I I'm think not social sure. media has has done it, you know, has has played a huge part in that. Well, there you go. All right, I just uh, I appreciate you guys listening very much. And this is a like I said a special tune. It's a special tune to me. A lot of people count this among their favorite of the modern Christmas carols. But this is Greg Lake and Ian Anderson of Jethro Tull coming together to do their version of I Believe in Father Christmas. I will just, we got to lead into it. Have a great day and night. Keep listening for the next couple of days before we take some time off.
They said there'd be snow at Christmas. They said there'd be peace on earth. Hallelujah, Noel, be it heaven or hell. The Christmas we get, we deserve. <laughs>